Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the Caregiver's Care Jar. Uh, we're looking forward for another amazing and informative and just um, super awesome uh, time today on our podcast. Uh, my name is Vaughn Foy, the voice brander, and uh, my wonderful co-host, Miss Christie, is here with us. Hello, hello, hello. All right, and we have a, um, a wonderful special guest, a, a good friend of mine and a colleague. Her name is Miss Miss Hollywood's Gray. Did I get that correct? Yes, you did. Hollywood's All right. Gray. <laughs> All right. I didn't mess up this time, so we're good. Uh, so we are looking for um, a great time today, and um, as we join on the show, Caregivers Care Jar, as you know, we are the ears and the voice for caregivers um, across the nation and internationally. Uh, we know that we are called and we answer the call to become caregivers, and uh, we want everybody to know that you're not alone and that we are a hub and resource for you as we all heal together. Um, so as we start this episode today, there's going to be some really uh, good information and we're just going to jump right on in. And I'm going to start with um, uh, start with Holly. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I got your name right, Holly Woods Gray. And uh, she is the uh she's with uh appreciation financial and um and she does a whole bunch of amazing stuff i know holly from uh for about uh, over two years now um being a part of the actually the e-women network of orange county and um we had actually uh spent uh a, a uber ride together as we went to our conference in uh texas uh back in june or july and um, and that was fun. It was like kind of the first time we were able to talk for a while. And then we sat together at uh, one of the Thai restaurants and uh, got got to uh, uh, know know each other with the rest of the group there. Uh, so and it was really really good um, talking with you. So Holly, welcome aboard. And thank um, you. Please thank let's you. Just thank you. Jump right on in and uh, tell us a little bit more about about you and what you do and what your services are and how you serve the world. Yeah, so um, when I found out about your guys's about your podcast, I was just um, I was thinking, gosh, I wish you guys would have had this available, you know, a long time ago for me. I'm talking 20, 30 years because mm. um, actually, you know, my story. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But my story revolves around my mom, who got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was three years old. And so um, mm. we'll talk more about that. What I do now, though, is I work for I work with Appreciation Financial. I help people with making and saving money. Um, I have a team of agents. Um, our niche market is we provide services for people that are in education. Of course, we can help anyone with their retirement accounts and their life insurance. Um, and really the reason why I got into and am so passionate about what I do is because, you know, my parents did not have a financially uh, set up home. <laughs> we were not raised with uh, financial literacy. We were not prepared for the challenges that came our way as a family. And so I really am passionate about the services that I provide to help people, not only families that are dealing with a situation where they have, uh, they need a caregiver, uh, the sick people and the sick people that are in the homes or the people that have physical or, or 
mental challenges, but also to help those people that are the ones that are giving the care and what they need to do to make sure, number one, they're protected financially, and so they can make sure that their financial house is in order as well. Wow, that's so, so good. So powerful. I'm right there with you, Holly. I wish I would have had this information 20 to 30 years ago when I was starting with out with my son. So yeah, incredible. Well, tell us, tell us about your story. Um, you know, like you said, um, when you were three, just share about how your journey and becoming a caregiver and um, um, that, that whole journey. <laughs> yeah, yes, I will. Um, so when I was three years old, my mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis um, at the time. Um, she was in the hospital giving birth to my brother. And of course, at three years old, I didn't really know what was happening much, except for that my brother came home um, from the hospital and my mom did not. And that we were just visiting my mom at the hospital. I remember bits and pieces of that, um, being that, of course, I was three going on four, but I wasn't quite old enough to really remember all the ins and outs of that. I do remember, however, uh, my mom had a pretty progressive uh, strain of multiple sclerosis. And um, you know, as she continued to worsen with the disease, she started doing a lot of uh, trials to uh, really find some of the medication that they have out there today that helps people. So she was a little bit of a guinea pig, but at the end of the day, it really did serve uh, the, the bigger and better good, um, especially for some friends that I have now that have been diagnosed with the disease. But as a, as a young person, as a kid, I didn't really know what was happening too much. My mom would stumble, fall, get into car accidents, fall down mm -hmm. the stairs at school, um, you know, she started slurring her words a little bit and then things would happen. And then she would kind of go back to being normal for a while because with some diseases like multiple sclerosis, you know, you're sick for a little bit, but then you go into remission. And so, um, everything kind of culminated when I was 14. Um, I was waiting for my mom to pick me up from school. I was playing sports, playing volleyball, and she didn't show up. And what had happened mm -hmm. is she had fallen in the garage and she couldn't get the car and she couldn't get up. And so fortunately, a neighbor finally heard her um, yell and they were able to come and help her and someone else came and picked me up. And really that's when I remember um, her going into a wheelchair full time, her stopping uh, driving and some other things that happened. So um, although I believe that uh, I was a caregiver, kind of not really a choice that I made, but more of a situational um, mm -hmm. a situational you know, a situation in our family that made it to where, you know, my brother was three years younger than me, almost four years younger than me. My older sister was already out of the house by the time that happens because she's eight years older than me. So I was the one who, uh, along with my father, took a lot of the caregiving responsibilities. Um, mm -hmm. We did have, at times, we did have somebody come in and help us with that. Um, while my dad was working, he was able to provide, um, you know, to have somebody come in and help. So I wasn't the primary caregiver. You know, he shared that responsibility with the lady that we had come in and help my mom with what right. she needed to get done. Um, but yeah, that really, you know, that really is how it started for me. Um, <clears throat> then when I was away at college, um, I was actually, it's funny because yesterday on Facebook, a little uh, picture po popped up. One of my teammates had posted a picture of us in this boat. Um, mm. We were doing our team building 
And it was a really fun day. I remember it being a fun day, but that night is when I got a call saying that my dad had passed away. He had a massive heart attack and he passed Mm -hmm. away. So, you know, it was something for me that I didn't even realize until we got, I got home on the airplane and got home that it was actually my dad who had died because the whole time I thought that it was, you know, just like how the mind plays tricks on you. I just thought my mom had been the one that had been sick my whole life. It must, they must've been mistaken when I got the call from my brother, he must've been mistaken. He must've met my mom, but actually, no, he did. He did indeed meet my dad he was 48 years old and had a massive heart attack. So, um, So that put our family into a unique situation because they did not have the resources set up like the life insurance and the, um, you know, the retirement accounts and the, um, the safety net. They they didn't even really have an emergency fund set up. So when my mom uh, became a widow, she was uh, really having to learn how to live a life without her primary caregiver, which was my dad at the time. So, so yes, that's really where that starts. And I would say that, um, during the next few years after my dad passed away, you know, there was a time where I moved back. Uh, my mom, my parents were living in, uh, Bakersfield at that time. And then they had moved back down to San Diego uh, they had moved my mom back down to San Diego and she was living with my grandfather. I think this is some mm. of what I shared with you, uh, Vaughn. She was living yeah. with my grandfather who was older. He was in his late seventies, but he was pretty active. And, and so it was a good situation because she was back in her family home and they had, he had room for her. Uh, my grandmother had passed away several years earlier. So it was just an opportunity for them to live together. Um, We had caregivers that came in, we brought caregivers in. And that's a whole nother conversation too, is hiring the right people if you have to get outside help. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Right background checks, you know, making sure that these are good, honest people that you have in your home every day. Um, So we have some, I have some stories of great people that were just blessings to us. And then we have people that, you know, stole my mom's identity and, and, oh. you know, situations like that, where, you know, you really do want to make sure that you're bringing in quality people to take care of your, of your family. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, cause yeah, I've been, uh, been with that and through then. So yeah, we'll probably need to, uh, that'll probably be the topic when we have you back on, <laughs> we can talk about those and have a whole, um, episode about that because that is definitely, um, important. You know, really um, quick, give me, um, because in these interviews, I'm learning, you know, either about diseases or, or uh, conditions that I've always heard the names of. Um, we had um, a special guest, Marisa, on an on earlier episode, and she was really giving a definition about dementia and Alzheimer's, because I've always heard the word, but I never really, you know, got like a really good definition. What What is, like, from your you're just you're learning and what is ms and um for our audience that are like me that may not know exactly what that is and what how it affects the person sure so there's a there's a few different strains of multiple sclerosis uh like i said the kind that my mom had is the progressive type um there's also uh, a couple different types that are uh less severe or less progressive and they don't you know sometimes people have multiple sclerosis they might have one or two episodes and then they live a healthy life until, you know, much later in life. So it's a neurological disease and they don't really know the cause of it. And that's why there's not a cure for it as well. Um, Mm. It 
it is not genetic, although um, there is some genetic markers, but it's not considered a genetic, genetic, at least on the research that I know of it. My mom passed away about 11 years ago when she was about 65, so I haven't been as involved um, with MS Society and all that since she's no longer around. But it really is something that usually um, numbness in limbs, uh, you lose the ability to walk, use a little ability. You lose the ability to walk. You lose the ability to use your arms. Um, mm. For my mom, it was a slow progression. So, you know, first she used a walker, then first she used like a cane, and then she used a walker, then she used crutches, then she used a wheelchair, then sometimes she just used a wheelchair whenever we were going to be walking long distances. Um, and then mm. she lost the ability to walk, then she lost the ability to use her hands and then near the end of her life you know her her speech was slurred and it's hard to tell sometimes when you have a disease mm. like multiple sclerosis because it doesn't necessarily kill you but it does uh it does um hamper your ability to recover from things so you know people mm. can lose their eyesight from neurological diseases they can lose their memory um those weren't things that happened for my mom thankfully she was as sharp as a tack when um the end was near for her uh, but at the same time, you know, she had many years, uh, I would say, probably the last at least 20 years of her life, she was, you know, pretty much a quadriplegic. So she wouldn't be able to use her hands, her arms, um, get herself dressed, get herself bathed, all of the, um, you know, six daily functions for living, which we call it in life, life insurance. That's what uh, constitutes a chronic disease. Um, mm. She was not able to do any of those six daily living. Uh, so that's bathing, dressing, eating, toileting, transferring, or incontinence. Those six different functions were all things that uh, she lost the ability to do. And she had about 20 years of living that way. Wow. And so uh, the last 15 years of her life, though, she did live in a facility, which, you know, that kind of goes into the hiring of a caregiver and all that. So that might be something we talk about in the future again. But that yeah. was a huge blessing to have a facility that was uh, available to her. It was a nice facility. Um, she was actually on the welcoming committee for the facility. Um, mm. But then like, like you and I talked about when we were when we were talking about this a little bit last week, um, you know, it made me very much on high alert because like with the COVID-19, I have a couple people that I work with that are high risk to, um, to contract the disease. And so they were, they were feeling like I was a little insensitive to them. And I, I'm not at all. If anything, I'm, I'm oversensitive to people that are at high risk because my mom was at high risk. Anyone in the facility ever got pneumonia. If mm, people were right. sick, you know, if we had a cough or a cold, we weren't to go around her. If we had a fever, definitely never around her during during time of having a fever. Like the last 20 years of her life, I think we really lived that way. So, right. you know, um, you know, and then a lot of the a lot of the um, challenges that my mom had, I think, was having a sense of who she was, but also having to ask for help. Um, I think there's just like, especially when somebody goes through it, they're not born with it. Um, right. I think they go through this transition of losing themselves to become this new person and have this new identity. Right. So right. that was really a difficult transition in our family as well, because here, here she was my mom, but our roles were reversed. I was taking care of her physically instead of her taking care of me physically. You know, even right. emotionally, there was times where, 
you know, she wasn't able to provide that for me. So, um, and I might have been more of the emotional support for her as well. So it, it is definitely something to consider. Um, I always talk to caregivers now and I always say, well, make sure you're getting, uh, you're taking care of yourself. Make sure, you know, the stress is, yeah. and I really say this because my father being that he had a massive heart attack during this time. Now there was a lot of other factors. He was not a healthy person. He did not eat the right diets. He smoked and all these kind of things that he used as his stress reliever. But I always talk about um, how important self-care is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One of our themes for sure. <laughs> we push it big around here. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, that's great. Wow. Thank, thank you for sharing. So, and so, uh, take us right into, you know, um, on the financial part and like the journey taking you to what, what you do today and, um, or why, you, you know, you got into um, that. You was, it was, you were 21 when your father had passed. Yeah. yeah I was 21 when my father passed away. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so, um, I don't know if this happened for all of you, um, but in our situation, we kind of broke into three people. And so my sister, my brother, and I, there's mm. three of us, and we each fell into these roles, right? So my sister, she was older, she had a job, she was married, she had a family, she mm. had more financial stability. So my sister kind of became the person who paid for everything. Uh, my brother and my mom have a very close uh, relationship, like she... They, they were the closest as far as like, uh, you know, they always say like the baby's always closest, especially if it's a boy to their mom. Well, that was definitely the case in my family. And then I was always the doer. So if she needed to get somewhere. I'd figure out how to get her there. I'd figure out, you know, how we were going to, um, you know, do certain things. I'd be the ones that make sure that her furniture was set up correctly and that the fire hazards in the house were all taken care of in case they needed to get out, that the ramps were installed correctly and all that. And so. Mm -hmm. Um, although at that time when I was younger, I wasn't necessarily the one that was thinking about the financial side of things. As I got older, I started learning about these different products that were available to people, you know, when they're young, obviously, and they're healthy, they can qualify for these products. And so I actually had written a blog about this years ago about how if my parents would have just sat down with somebody like me, an insurance agent, and mm. even spent, you know, $25 a month on some coverage that they would have had some living benefits available when my mom got sick to possibly set them up to be more successful when my dad passed away. So, mm. you know, it's just right. really, you know, it's just really important to understand what's out there. I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about financial stuff. I think it's right. more, I think more like my parents' generation, they didn't talk about it as much as we do. I think we do talk about it more now, but I think even um, my parents' generation just didn't talk about money that much. They didn't talk, you know, they didn't talk to their kids about how much they had, where it came right. from, how to make it really, all that kind of right. stuff. So I think it's really important, especially when you have um, somebody in the family that is potentially, you know, going to be sick or or, you know, and now multiple sclerosis is not a surefire deny on life insurance. You can still get it depending on what stages you're in, what kind of medication you're on. Um, and I think that that is the important thing to think about when you have somebody that's in a compromised situation. There's plenty of people that have had cancer that have been able to qualify for life insurance. Um, there's also other plans that are available that are 
you know, like their HSA plans um, are available to help offset some of the costs for those that you may not go through directly through a, um, a healthcare provider, but you may be able to set up account and it could save you on taxes and some other things down the road if your family's mm -hmm. in a situation where you need those tax write-offs. So there are a lot of financial um, products available, but I think the key is, you know, I mean, I put life insurance on my son when he was 17 days old and everybody's like, yeah, but he's a baby. I'm like, he's a baby and he was born healthy. And I don't know what's going to happen from now until the time that he's right. an adult. Right. Know, I've, had, right. I've had friends that have had kids and they got diagnosed with something when they're like four or five years old and they'll never be able to qualify for life insurance. So right. that was really something, um, you know, when I first got into this industry, I didn't realize how powerful it was. What, Because, you know, money doesn't bring the person back, but it certainly makes it a lot easier than having, like we had to do, sell everything in my parents' house so we could just get enough money to move my mom down to pay for my dad's burial. Wow. And, um, you know, sadly enough, I was on Facebook over the weekend and I got a, a reach out from one of my friend's daughters that my friend that I went to high school with had passed away. He had heart congestive heart failure was well, daughter 17. And she was the one who was reaching out on his Facebook to collect money to bury him. And, you know, at one point, at one point, this guy was a, a aspiring professional baseball player. You know, he was uh, somebody in high school that I would consider that was going somewhere, you know, and then mm. to think that at his end of his life, he didn't have enough, um, you know, resources to where his daughter would have to start reaching out to his friends to make donations to bury him. You know, it's just like um, I mean, good for him. He has a, a large network around him and I think they've already raised like almost $10,000. It's awesome. But you know, for that same amount of um, money, he could have had hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of uh, life insurance coverage. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, yeah, you it, you know we hear those stories and learn. And um, what do you find like because because um, these situations or life happens to everybody? It doesn't matter what uh, economic place that you're at. Um, and I know for for even for myself being transparent, like I know when there was like for a long time I didn't learn about money. I didn't know about um, even though I was making you know decent, but I didn't. Um, I didn't have the mindset to to understand or to apply what uh, what is necessary or what's needed for long term because I didn't think long term um, only right. to like, like recently uh, thinking long term and I know that you uh, had just did a um, you were sharing um, Saturday um, about you know uh, at, at the time of this recording you know we're kind of like a month into like the COVID nineteen shutdown and um, and you know, financially, everybody's um, uh, there's a lot of people that you know. Then there's not no any income. So my side of you know jazz playing, I can't play anywhere. I can play online, right. but you know, uh, that's that was off. And so, you, are you finding you know um, how did that go? And are were you finding that the many people like were wanting to learn about um, you know the stimulus and how we can get you know financials and things? What um, I'm sure you had a, a wide variety of different people inquiring. Um, yeah, about I think it. we had about, I think we had about 
uh, 40 to 50 people that were on the live call. And I don't know how many people have watched it since then. Um, but yeah, we really did have a really great response. You know, there's several things available. There's three different packages that were approved. So the first one is for the SBA loan, Mm, kind of like a grant. It's kind of like a grant now because of the third stimulus that was approved, um, uh, really replaces some of the things that were available for the first one. But if you are Mm -hmm. a small business owner, or if you are a caregiver, that is like a, a independent contractor or even one of the caregivers that receives government assistance for being a caregiver, mm-hmm. um, there is definitely at this time, there's definitely some opportunities for you to qualify for some of the things that are available through the government stimulus program. Of course, if your income is under 75000 you should today, they were supposed to start uh, depositing the checks into the direct deposit account that they had available for the $1,200 per person. And then if you make less than $150 per couple, then you would receive $2,400 dollars uh, for the stimulus as well as five hundred dollars for any dependents you have that live at home so for those of you that um, I know at the end of my mom's life um, anytime she was living with us she was considered a dependent for us even sometimes while she was living in the home and covering mm-hmm. some of her basic needs we were still able to uh, claim her as a dependent in certain right. times during her life so um, there are some, some benefits available to you. The second part of that is, uh, so the SBA loan is available for business owners. You can apply for that. There's a $10,000, uh, forgiveness amount that you can get right off the bat. Um, I don't know how long it takes to get deposited. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Cause I haven't sure. received mine yet. I applied for it early last week and I haven't received mine yet. So, um, but that's supposed to be a pretty automatic for business owners once they're able to verify their businesses and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. And then the third piece of it is really the big chunk. And we covered, we spent a lot of time. There's a lot of information in there, but there's mm. some different um, benefits for people. And so if your loved one is in a situation where they do have a disease like multiple sclerosis or something like that, and you do contribute uh, to those organizations that help fight Alzheimer's or multiple Mm. sclerosis or anything else that you might have, um, there is a charitable giving. And one of the things that limits most people and they don't want to give as much as because they can't write as much off in their taxes as they used to be able to. And so this CARE Act does allow for that charitable giving and you are able to uh, give up to your adjusted gross income and write that full amount off dollar for dollar. So that's something that um, a lot of people don't know about. And um, it's something that is going to really help people, especially in my business, because if I have net worth, uh, net high net worth clients that like to like to give a lot, um, they'll be able to write that off and they'll be able to give more um, because they're going to be getting bigger tax break. But additionally, what it's doing for people who have like IRAs or 401ks or 403Bs or uh, 457s or something like that, retirement plans, there's some stimulation around that where you can get money out as a loan. You can get money out as um uh, as a um, distribution, and you don't have to pay the tax penalties. In fact, mm. if you do it, if you do it as a distribution and you don't do it as a loan, those tax penalty, the tax that you would be charged on that is going to be spread over a three-year period. So people do have some 
options to gain some uh, some cash that way. Of course, I'm a retirement expert, so my mm-hmm. uh, my viewpoint on your retirement accounts is they're an absolute last resort. And mm-hmm. I know that many of the people who had to dip into those accounts during the 2007-2008 recession, um, most of those people are just back to where they were at that time, and we're 10, 11 years later than that, 12 mm-hmm. years later than that now. And so they may not have as much time to recover if they take money out of those retirement accounts. So it is definitely something that I recommend you get with a financial professional retirement expert like myself or someone else. Or if if you're not living in the state of California, I can certainly refer you to someone in a different state. Um, But yeah, it's definitely something you want to get with a financial person. And then also you want to get with a tax person as well. So you can make sure and see how this does uh, affect your taxes. Right. Wow. That's good stuff. And that's good to know as a caregiver. Yeah, because um, actually, uh, um, like in in my case, like with caregivers, um, um, you know, I get uh, IHSS support and um, and then but that only covers so many hours throughout the week. And um, and if I hire, well, I, I need to hire other caregivers for my mom. And that comes out of pocket. Um, and so some of the caregivers that there still need, you know, needs to be coverage. So like when I'm out in my Kia office like today <laughs> and someone someone can be at home and that may be above and beyond, you know, the hours. But um, until like, you know, like whether there's a stimulus or something, if my income is not there, then I can um, apply for some of these things too. And, and they can also apply. I, lo- I like what you said that, you know, the caregivers, because I don't think um, I'm immediately going to go home and tell them, you know, to make sure you apply even as a caregiver, because uh, some of them, that's that's their only income. And, yeah, uh, I mean, if, especially if that they have that as a business, um, they can mm-hmm. definitely apply for that. And the other thing is interesting that might help them as well is if you aren't able to pay them and you do have to let them go, that independent mm-hmm. for the first time, this is like the first time ever, unemployment is covering independent contractor self-employed people. Uh, This is good for you to know too. gig work, like gig, G-I-G work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, that would qualify under your uh, music. Some of those are gig work, you know, and then also like Uber drivers or anybody that is like a temporary or not a full-time employee. Um, Unemployment for the first time is qualifying in many states. Of course, you have to check your state. Um, But at a minimum, you'd get that $600 that the Mm. government is giving you in in addition to what's going on for the um, for the unemployment right now. Wow. So, okay. That's so good to know. I had no idea. Very good to know. Those are beautiful (laughs) nuggets. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, so yeah, that I mean, a lot of my musician friends, like, you know, my um, I have friends, um, you know, uh, the my our drummer at church, you know, he he plays for Lady Gaga in Las Vegas, and I mean, they play for you know, um, high end, but they're not, you know, now, and um, and even for you know, them all the way to you know people that are local artists and things like that, but that's all that they do and, um, and live by. So that's really good to know and to share um, the gig. Um, what is that called? The gig? Say that again. The, uh, the gig, like if they're in a gig profession. Gig profession. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Gotcha. Subcontracts. Wow. And I actually, and actually, um, there's going to be another piece to the stimulus that's going to be coming out on April 10th, which is Friday. So I probably mm. will be doing another um, training on that or another like webinar or something on that. Uh, probably not over the weekend because that won't give me enough time to prepare for it. Um, most likely it will be uh, sometime next week that once we are really able to dive into that, and look at the bill. Cause like the last bill, the care act is over 800 pages. So we still oh, are wow. digesting some of it to figure out yeah. where it applies to everyone. That is wow. amazing. Wow. Wow. This is great information. Yeah. We'll definitely, we want to make sure, um, we're, we're going to definitely have your information and your business con your contact and business contact on our um, website and in the show notes um, for the podcast and everything else, because we want to um, people need to hear and we want you to be a, um, a source. Um, so we can say, Absolutely. Hey, go talk with Holly and her team and they'll be able to um, um, help. So we're, I'm going to make sure that expedite to get this episode out. Um, great yeah week. yeah yeah because this is really good wow. yeah that'd be awesome to have it out by friday Vaughn, when yeah then the next step comes so that people can hear and be ready yeah and we'll and we'll shout it out too um so holly anything that you have um just let it uh you know send it to me and I'll, we'll post it on our facebook page and uh, maybe we can even yeah. do like a lot uh, we could do a watch party i can promote like a watch party um on our pages yeah. to um to see that so that we can uh, increase the in uh, attendance to our audiences to you and uh yeah but definitely absolutely do that. wow this is yeah, good and then yeah, also, i'll I give you the i'll give you the links let me know yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then I can give you the links too that have like for the um Whatever. like for the website. Okay, whoops, hold on. I think we got a little might have a little chance. Christy, you froze. You might have um <laughs> are you back? Did I maybe take probably take your phone off Wi Fi if it's uh I'm if it is back. on Wi Fi. Yep. Well, yeah, what I was saying. What mm -hmm. I was just saying is that the website for the SBA loan is covid19relief.sba.gov. And it works best if you go on Internet Explorer. Gotcha. Internet Explorer, good. And, and, and where we would find, um, and you can send me the, um, the links and we'll post those, but the links for like the gig. Um, now, do you... Yeah, that's we all... That's all under the unemployment benefits. So you'd have to go to the state unemployment website. I can send you the link for that. But it's called um, uh, in, uh, gig workers, Uber drivers, or anyone that doesn't qualify for uh, regular employment is what it's right. called. It's not, it's not like a regular employment. It's like an independent contractor or self-employed. Yeah. Um, like for the first time ever, like usually people that are self-employed, they, they cannot get unemployment. But yeah. there is unemployment available during this time. Right. Wow. I can only imagine that that's like maybe even like three times the amount of um, employed people. Because <laughs> right. Yeah. Everybody's doing the gig. Um, ah. Wow. To imagine, imagine what's good. Right. You're you're back. Yeah. I see you, Christine. <laughs> 
uh, unmute. I think you're still on mute there. There you go. There you yeah, go. there you are. All right, cool. Wow, so that is, um, that's great. Holly, uh, anything else to, sh uh, to share? This is such, such good information. We need to. Um, well, I just would share that <clears throat> another thing that is um, important for people who are in these caregiver roles is if they are getting paid to be a caregiver, that it is important that they file their taxes because that is something that can really, um, that can really be a, a problem in the future. I mean, obviously, mm. you have to make a certain amount of money before you need to file your taxes. But if you have questions about that, then I really recommend you seek out a tax professional. Um, but there's definitely a lot of um, benefits to uh, making sure that, you know, any types of income that you are reporting, you know, that's how we get to take take advantage of these um, of these incentives that they're sending out right now through the stimulus is it's all through your tax returns and who's filing taxes. Yeah. So um, mm. it is important to make sure that you have record of that. There is one more provision that I will talk about. Well, actually there's two more things about the stimulus package that I just want to talk about. And one sure. of them has to do with the student loan repayment. Mm. Um, if you have any student loans um, from March 27th to January 1st of 2021, any loan repayments, uh, payments that you make will be tax free. So that means you won't be paying taxes on any of that money. And it applies up to $5,250. So, um, wow. so it's a really great assistance plan for those people that are making those payments. They'll be able to write off those payments. They're tax free. Wow. Nice. Nice. And then the other thing that um, is very beneficial for those of you that are caregivers to know is about the language that was written in for the health plans. And mm. so this will probably be beneficial to anybody, whether you are a caregiver or you're, you're the person who is uh, ill, is that any of the diagnostic testing will be at no cost to anyone. So any group group plans right now are getting this information they're having to rewrite their plans so that mm. they're not you know like now they're doing virtual appointments you're on your phone with your doctor and you're telling them your symptoms and then they diagnose you over the phone basically mm. that's not written in any of our plans right it's usually right. not covered alternative medicine not covered well a lot of that stuff is going to be covered during these um, health plans and they are making recommendations for these health companies and uh, insurance mm. plans to not charge any in-network or out-of-network fees for the 15 days. So this was passed on March 27th. And mm. the other thing about this is it's very open-ended. So we know that there's going to be more language coming on April 10th for this health, health group plans. Um, this is going to be something that, you know, this is if you work for a company or if you're part of Liberty HealthShare like I am, um, that's the health sharing plan. It's a Christian health sharing plan. So mm -hmm. um, if you're part of a group plan like that, it applies to everybody. So it's good for those people who are in those group plans to make sure that they really understand that the preventative services, as well as any diagnostic online or anything that you have to do that can keep you away from the hospital, um, you know, mm. especially the your loved one that you're caring for, you want to keep them away from the hospital because if they do have a caregiver situation, it usually means they're high risk. 
Um, so there just are a lot of uh, things that the government's doing to really make sure that we're being taken care of during this time. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Interesting. So um, a question back on like the taxes. So um, for those that may, um, you're mentioning making sure that we have, you know, taxes uh, taken care of. So like for those that haven't uh, filed taxes this year, but they have last year's, um, do they go off of, you know, last year's taxes or yeah. do, do you have to hurry up and get them done before you uh, apply? No, um, they're going to be going off of whatever taxes you have filed. So gotcha. this works out to the benefit of some people, because if you made more money in 2019 than you made in 2018, like I never file on time because I'm a business owner. So I always file an extension. So they'll look at my 2018 taxes, which work really well for me and my husband, because we made more money in 2019. I don't think we're mm -hmm. going to qualify for the package anyway to get the checks, which is fine. Um, right. you know, our, our income is not being affected by this. In fact, we're busier than ever. Um, we have more people that are, are looking at their finances now than ever before. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that we're going to continue to see that. Uh, I think our life insurance sales are up tremendously. I don't know what the number mm -hmm. is because we just had a call this morning and, um, you know, we just had like, so much life insurance, people are worried about it. And um, the nice thing about it is a lot of the companies that we work with are really making sure that people get uh, their benefits provided to them quickly. So as long as there's not any pre-existing conditions and the medication and their driver's license and their uh, medical database come back clear, then they can get they can get mm -hmm. um, coverage for that. But as far as taxes go, yeah, they'll look at your last year's taxes if you haven't filed yet. And of course, they've extended where when you have to file now. I think the deadline is June fifteenth. So I think they're gonna they're gonna extend that even further since wow. we're gonna be since it looks like we're at least shut down till the end of April. And uh, you know, many of the school districts here in California have already announced that they're gonna be closed through the end of the year. So yeah. maybe looking at a little bit longer before things go back to the new normal is what I'm calling it. Exactly, right. <laughs> Never going to be like it was before. I'll tell you that no, right now. Totally changed forever right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is really, really good. And um, um, and I think um, a lot, at least in my, in, in our area, you know, a lot of the caregivers um, you know, they can most probably mostly range from whether it's minimum wage or minimum just care. And um, um, some of the, you know, they may, we, we may not have the, um, the, the financial mindset or to understand. So this is really helpful. It's like, you know, take care and find out some of this information and go online and, you know, uh, fill out the forms, apply for the loans uh -huh. and the stimulus and um, um, this is really good and because sometimes there's like a lot of fear as well too it's like well I, I never learned about that <clears throat> and I don't know about that and it's above my head so I'm just not going to deal with it and uh, um, I'm sure you've probably find in in your financial industry um, those that don't or like you said like you know you you grew up you weren't taught um, things on financial um, things and like myself like only until recently it's just like oh Okay, no, yeah, you really need to take care of this. You really need to do this. Um, um, what things would you um, share? Kind of, an, I'm looking at the time here. I'm coming up on the hour, but um, what things would you share? You know, as as far as like just last encouragement for uh, the caregivers and stuff. In addition to all the wonderful information that you gave. <laughs> 
Well, I would just say that um, everybody's afraid of what they've never done before. So if you've never really taken a deep dive at your finances, it can be scary. And um, I think the the biggest thing to do is to take small bite-sized pieces mm. and just go one piece at a time. So if you've never looked at, you know, if you've never looked at uh, your taxes in a serious way, I mean, this is something that I've had to really... Uh, put a lot of effort into is to make sure that, you know, cause I have several businesses. I have like three different businesses. So I have to make sure that are the taxes filed? Are they filed correctly? Did I do the state stuff? You know, everything. And so it took me time to learn that. And then I have the right professionals around me to help me with that mm. so that they can send me the reminders. So I would say, you know, the first step for anybody who maybe doesn't have all these things that we've been talking about life insurance or, you know, uh, uh, retirement account or whatever, the first thing is to get an emergency fund. You know, it's really sad to think that most Americans, if they um, need a, a new set of tires, they would have to put that on a credit card. So whatever that emergency fund is for you, I like looking at maybe $1,000 to have in a, in a checking account um, to make sure you have a saving, to, that you have that saved, saved up. And the other thing to remember is, um, you know, the creditors, there's a lot of options out there. We, we help people get out of debt too. Um, that's usually a big first step for people is to make sure that they have their unsecured debt taken care of before they do anything else really. And mm -hmm. so that is the case. Then, you know, there's people like myself or other professionals that can, can help you with figuring out how to get out of debt. There's some inexpensive ways to where you can, you know, trade that debt in for something else and then you'll have better credit in the long run, your credit mm -hmm. might get messed up for um, several months while you're going through the process. But once that time is over, then you will have, you know, you'll be in a much better place financially. The key is not to get back into that financial trouble again. And that's right. what we see people doing is once they pay their debt off, then they, you know, get a new credit card or they buy a new car and their car payments five times more expensive than it originally was, you know, so you have to learn how to have some discipline in those areas. And, you know, one simple tip is just to start writing down, what are you spending money on every day? Mm. Just keep a little journal for two or three days. I mean, right now it's super easy because you're buying everything online or if you have to go to the grocery store, that's about all there is to do right now. Right. I mean, maybe yeah. you might be eating out, you know, but um, a lot of people have curved that quite a bit. Um, so it's easy to see what you're spending your money on. And that's the other thing too, is look and see what you are spending your money on. Mm -hmm. Back at the last recession, my husband and I, we took a look at what we were spending money on before the recession. And then after the recession, we were spending so much money on going out to, we live downtown San Diego. So we were going out to dinner almost, mm. you know, two or three nights a week. We would, you know, go out and have some drinks somewhere instead of just being at home and really enjoying that. Home. So right now, while you are home, you can really take mm -hmm. a look at those expenses and you can really hone in on some things that you might want to change. You know, I noticed that I have Ring Central. That's like a conferencing line. That's what we do our fax number through. I have Uber calls. That, that's what I usually do my conference calls, calls through. And then I have Zoom. Well, really, one of those three could do everything I need it to do. So I could really condense down and get just one of those to do the three things that I need it to do, or maybe even just two, but that's still saving me $15 a month. And that all adds up. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. So. You're right. This is a great time to um, really 
take a look at what you're spending because uh, we're we're um, either curbed from spending things that we would normally do, like gas. Like it's like um, yeah. we're not we're not really getting uh, um, gas, and um, now food may be going up. Now we're really being um, conscious about what we're spending on food or what we're buying or are we buying groceries or are we using Grubhub? Or are we, you know, going through the drive through, you know, um, right. uh, that's going to say, wow, this is, yeah, this is a really good, good time to, um, declutter. Yeah, yeah. Declutter and, um, and it's almost, almost, <clears throat> um, not a, uh, I don't know what the word is forced, but it's like, we're in a circumstance where now it's like, you have to, take a minute to see exactly what's actually happening and what you're doing and what you're spending on. And um, this is good. This is really good. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy if you have like all these audit things automatically coming out of your check, like say, say you have Netflix or yeah, out of your banking account. Say you have Netflix and you have zoom and then you have Disney channel and then mm -hmm. you have uh, a, you know, a membership to a gym or maybe you have the chiropractor they are normally going to, or the massage place. I mean, I even, we have like this, um, we had this uh, food service for my kid's school. That was $15 a week, right? Well, they stopped mm -hmm. doing that and they, they mm -hmm. suspended everything for that. So it's like some places are doing it automatically for you, but some of them you have to call in and stop. So, you know, right. I, I would just say that right now for everyone, I mean, this is a good tip for everyone, not just for caregivers, but for everyone, take a look at where you're spending the money and see how fast you could reduce some of those expenses to get that thousand dollar cushion in your, in yeah. Your Cause that could go into savings your account. savings. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Thank you so good. much. Good stuff. Wow. Christy, anything that we left out or that you I'm just I'm loving all this that I'm soaking in. It's so great. I, there were so many things that you shared about the different loans that I didn't know were available to us. So I'll be definitely sharing that uh, with my daughter because she's a caregiver as well and a small business owner. So thank you so much for that beautiful nugget. Wow. Of course. Good yes. stuff. Such good stuff. Where um Please tell us um, again, where can we uh, connect with you? How can our audience connect with you, Holly? Well, I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Hollywoods Gray. And my name is spelled H-A-W-L-E-Y. And yeah. then Woods and Gray is with a A, not an E. So Holly, H-A-W-L-E-Y, Woods, W-O-O-D-S, Gray, G-R-A-Y. That's on all of my social media um, and then, of course, my email address is hwoods at Appreciation Financial. And then my phone number is 619-865-0437. And again, if you are not in California, I have colleagues across the nation that can help you. We're in 37 or 38 states, um, but I do know people from being in the different associations um, that I'm in across the nation in every state that can help you, even in Alaska. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. 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 Wow. Wow. Well, this has been so, so great, Holly. And um, um, I, I mean, Thank it was always so much. It was always great um, just connecting with you uh, in Texas, but even more so on this level and, um, and what you do and, and what you share and the information. So we are definitely going to um, do all that we can to make sure that people get the information and get in contact with you. Um, uh, this has been great. 
Great. So good. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my of goodness. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yes. Well, what be, a blessing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I love uh, that you guys pray before you do it. That's so awesome. Thank yeah. you. Yes, it's a, big, it's a big help for us. We we got it. We're uh, you know answering uh, answering the call to make sure that we connect with all the caregivers and get like this, like information. And uh, it's just been growing and growing. And please, those that are listening, please, you know, share. Uh, again, we just want to be a resource. Uh, we're all healing together. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, especially at this time um, with COVID. And we, we really need to um, just connect and, and to uh, grow and thrive together and uh, get the resources. So we want, we want to do that. So continue to, you can follow us on, in our Facebook page is also caregiverscarejar.com or caregiverscarejar on Facebook. And our website is caregiverscarejar.com. And um, our email is caregiverscarejar at gmail.com. And um, please send us um, uh, any questions that you may have. You know, if you need to get a, a hold of Holly, if you're listening to this on our Facebook page, um, just write down in the comments and we will make sure we'll tag her and get her any uh, forward you to her so she can answer any questions uh, her and her team. Uh, so, all right. So that ends up another episode. Uh, Holly, thank you once again, and we will have you back. Um, I'm sure we'll be learning Absolutely. A, lot, a lot more. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, uh, thank you for being on here. Blessings. And we will uh, be with you on our next episode. Thank you so much.